Welcome to the official podcast of the Milwaukee Brewers. This is Brewers on Tap. Here's the pitch. A Time to tap the keg with Lane Grindle. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode number 121 of Brewers on Tap. Lane Grindle with you from Miller Park as the Brewers and Cubs getting set to finish up a three-game series here in Milwaukee. Well, the Brewers, after winning this series in Philadelphia, they've returned home here to Milwaukee. They've split the first two games of this series with the Cubs. Cruz currently a half game up in the Central thanks to Chase Anderson tossing his third career scoreless start against the Cubs on Tuesday night. It was his second scoreless outing this season and second start allowing only one hit. He also did that on March 29th at San Diego in the season opener. It was his longest scoreless outing since June 6th of 2017 against San Francisco. He worked scoreless into the eighth inning in that game and he tied a season high with seven innings. He also worked seven on April 26th in Chicago. He had six strikeouts. That was a season high. Also matched his total back on that March 29th start in the season opener in San Diego. He retired the final 17 batters he faced, and boy, the Brewers needed him on Tuesday night. It was really impressive to see. Travis Shaw also drove in four runs with a couple of two-run doubles, and the Brewers won that game 4 to nothing. Christian Yelich currently has a seven-game hitting streak. That's tied for the longest for a Brewers player this season. The Brewers are the first team in the National League to 40 wins this year. It's only the second time in franchise history that the crew has reached 40 wins in its first 67 games. The crew has hit 83 home runs this year. That's the second most in the National League behind Los Angeles. All right, here is what's coming up on episode number 121. We'll talk with Jeremy Jeffress about his incredible season thus far. Plus, how did he not die laughing while filming the Dumb and Dumber spoof with Brent Suter and Josh Hader? If you haven't seen it, well, you're missing out. You need to go online and check that out. The Brewers put together a tremendous spoof on Dumb and Dumber that starred Brent Suter. Let's be honest, he was the star, but Josh Hader and Jeremy Jeffers also with very impressive performances. Also, Brewers infielder Eric Sogard is going to stop by to talk about coming back up from Colorado Springs and how he plans on helping the club. Plus, and I like this one today, we're going to get a defensive look at the Brewers through Sabermetrics 101. This is a very improved defensive team, and I think we have some numbers that are going to shed some light on that. Okay, here's how the last week has sounded for the crew. Another 2-2 pitch on the way. Line of deep left field and gone. Wow, what a shot by Braun. 3-0 Brewers, and all with two outs. Deep breath by Velasquez. Here's the pitch. Line drive back up the middle, a base hit for RC, and the Brewers played another. It's 4 nothing Milwaukee. For the drawn-in infield, RC are looking to drive something back up the middle. That's exactly what he did. Velasquez brings home the 1-2. Aguilar sends it in the air, deep right field. Williams is back. He's at the track. It's off the wall. Kane's going to score. Yelich around third. He will score. It's a two-run double for Jesus Aguilar. And the Brewers lead it eight to nothing. The pitch. Braun turns on it down the left field line. Will it stay fair? It is fair and it is gone. Ryan Braun with an absolute rocket out of here down the left field line. His second home run of the day, his eighth of the season, and the Brewers lead it 11 to nothing. 
Pitch to Yelich. Hit in the air, center field. That's hit well. Herrera back on the warning track. Looking up, it's gone. Christian Yelich, home run number eight. Brewers get a run back. It's 12-4. One-two pitch. Hit in the air, shallow center. Long run, Lorenzo Kane out is Arcia. Arcia makes the call, then Kane right behind him makes the catch. That's why you go back up the play. In and out of the glove of Orlando Arcia, and then Lorenzo Kane in a foot first slide right there to pick up the drop baseball. What a great catch by Lorenzo Kane. Right place, right time, and a tip of the cap. At the belt, Arietta long look at first. The pitch hit in the air to right field, hit pretty well. Going back, Altair looking up, it's gone. Jesus Aguilar goes the opposite way, and it's 2 nothing Milwaukee. Garcia comes set. Here's the pitch. Hit in the air down the left field line. Long run for Hoskins. He's at the track. He reaches up. It's gone! G-Man Choi with a grand slam here in the sixth. And the Brewers have the lead. Choi's second home run of the season. And what a great time for it to come. And the Brewers lead 6-3 here in the sixth. VR drives one deep left center field, looking up Hoskins. How about another for the crew? A two-run blast for Jonathan VR. It's 10-3 Milwaukee. The pitch. Swing and a smash. Fair down the right field line. It's going to get into the corner. One run is in. Lorenzo Kane's going to try to score. The throw, and he's in there. And on the third goes Travis Shaw. Chatwood delivers. Shaw lines one down the right field line. It's a fair ball into the corner. Yelich is going to come in and score. They'll wave around Kane. The relay throw will not happen. It's another two-run double for Travis Shaw. Okay, let's go into the clubhouse with JJ. Uh, I don't consider myself a platoon player right now. I'm still early in my career. I feel like I'm an everyday player. And uh, in 2015, when I got the opportunity to hit against lefties, I did a pretty good job. It's different for everyone. Um, I think every every hitter has their own plan. But whatever your strong suit is, that should be uh, your plan. But once I got up, I, it was a little bit of a mentality. It was. Um, it wasn't pitching to my strengths. It was trying to pitch to the hitter's weaknesses, and that's where guys get caught up in uh, trying to do too much. Now for the clubhouse conversation. We're joined by Brewers relief pitcher Jeremy Jeffress. It's brought to you by Concordia University. First off, before we talk about your performance on the mound, you know we have to talk about the video that dropped yesterday <laughs> with you and Brent Suter and Josh Hader. Uh, that was a classic. I didn't think the Brewers could top the Sandlot video, and I think you guys, uh, you, you certainly were on the same level. Dude, I'm telling you, we gave an effort. The outtakes took pretty long, but I'm telling you right now, it was fun. Those guys are the stars of the show, by the way. Suter killed it. Hater killed it, you know, and we had so much fun that day. It was it was beautiful. The video for people that maybe are listening and, and don't know what we're talking about was a reenactment of the scene from the movie Dumb and Dumber where they pick up the hitchhiker. <laughs> and uh, you played Jeff Daniels' part very, very well. Brent Suter, of course, played the part of Jim Carrey tremendous, tremendously. And then 
for Josh Hader to keep a straight face. I think that's what a lot of people were talking about. How many times did you guys have to take second second cuts and second takes because you were laughing so hard? I think each each time we did a scene, we had to do at least four or five of them. So it added up to at least 20 takes, you know, total. But, you know, we got through it. Everybody had fun. You know, we, we added some, you know, some other bullpen guys in there at the end. And, you know, we just had a, a great time with it, man. Yeah, and Hader's face, I don't know how he kept a straight face because I was laughing the whole entire time. When when you were first approached with the idea, how long did it take you to kind of get your mind wrapped around it? Like, yeah, this will be good. Um, immediately. I mean, Suter, I guess, apparently been practicing this his whole life because he <laughs> loves the movie, I think. And, uh, man, we just, once we started, man, we, we just went at it, and we had a lot of fun doing it. Well, it was, it was fun to watch. I think everybody that watched it would agree. That was, that was one of those laugh-out-loud funny types of things. Okay. Let's talk about what you've been able to accomplish on the mound so far this year. This has been uh, a career year for you. Tremendous uh, performance all the way around. What, what has been the big key for you this year that uh, you have been able to find and take your game to the next level? I think just uh, just making sure that I stay on that same level of uh, just competing and uh, taking the ball whenever my name's called and, and you know, just having fun. So I think that's the, the biggest thing about it is um, just having fun down there and just, and just doing my job whenever my name is called. You, before the trade in 2016, I remember you kind of messing around a little bit with that splitter, and now it's become a real weapon for you. How, talk about the evolution of that and, and how it's come about. Uh, it's good. It, it keeps hitters off balance, definitely. Um, it's a pitch that can get me back into the zone with my heater, um, and it, I'm confident in it. It's a pitch that you have to be confident in it to throw because it's a, it's a ball-throwing pitch, you know, and, and it's like uh, you, know, you just have to – you know, be be convicted in whatever you throw, and and once I've learned that pitch, it's like it's like you said, it's been a great pitch for me, and I've just took it and ran with it. This year specifically, you've done a great job with inherited runners. Is there a mindset that goes along with that? Um, no, it's just my job. Just do your job. Do what you're 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 capable of doing, not doing too much. Um, everything else will take care of itself. I'm, I'm a ground ball pitcher, so that's what I go out there, basically looking for is a ground ball, is and, and, and it's to, just to make sure that those runners don't move. Is it fun that your role can change from day to day too with this group? You can come in in the fifth and finish off the starter's performance, or you can finish a game in the ninth inning. You've done all those things uh, and everything in between. Yeah, yeah. It's, that's, that's where waking up in the morning, understanding that you know playing the game of baseball is, is just about having fun. So whenever you come and your name is called <laughs> – and, and, and you can go out there and, and be able to do all those uh, those roles. And it's just having fun and it's playing the game. This bullpen in general has been so dominant this year. And I know you guys are all enjoying that together and rooting for each other. And, and the injury to Corey was one of those things where you guys all even got closer as a result of that in some ways. What has it been like down there in that bullpen with this group, knowing that every guy out there is capable of going out and getting high leverage outs? Um, fun. And it's been relaxing. I think that's one thing you need to do, uh, have every day is to go out there and be relaxed and <clears throat> to know that we got every arm down there healthy and uh, ready to pitch, everybody's relaxed. So whenever that phone rings, we're just we're just waiting. So that, that's the good thing about it. JJ, great performance in the video and, and great performance on the mound as well so far this year. We appreciate it. All right. Thank you so much, guys. Let's crunch the numbers in Sabermetrics 101. Well, there's been a lot of talk this year about the Brewers' improvement defensively, and a lot of that conversation has 
revolved around Lorenzo Cain and his presence in center field, and rightfully so. He's been one of the best defensive players in baseball again this year. Defensive run saved. He already is worth 12 defensive runs saved this year. That's second overall in Major League Baseball. It's the number one outfielder. His ultimate zone rating is at 4.7, which is 10th in Major League Baseball. Gives you an idea just how good Lorenzo Cain is. He's one of the elite defenders in all of baseball, and hopefully this is the year that he finally wins one of those gold gloves. Travis Shaw, by the way, this is somebody that a year ago played solid defense at third, didn't get a lot of recognition for it, but he has seven defensive runs saved this year. That is among the leaders at third base in the National League. Then you have Orlando Arce. I think we all know how special he is defensively. He has nine defensive runs saved. That is good for the fourth best shortstop in baseball and fifth overall, eighth overall, I should say. And his ultimate zone rating is 3.8, which is 16th in all of baseball among all position players. Then this is where I think maybe not enough conversation has been had. We talk about the Brewers' improved defense. We know Orlando Arce is special. We know Lorenzo Cain is special. Christian Yelich, Ryan Braun has played good defense over the course of this year. But I think the biggest improvement, perhaps, for the Brewers is what Domingo Santana has been able to do. Defensive run saved, 7. 2.9 ultimate zone rating. That is 28th in all of Major League Baseball. So he's gone from being, and, and let's be honest with ourselves, Domingo was probably a below-average defender in right field last year. He hit 31 home runs, so that was great. But he was probably a below-average defender last year for the crew. Now he is an above-average defender and, and probably one of the better defensive outfielders in the game. The 11th outfielder in the game, a defensive run saved, and 21st overall. Um, really impressive stuff. For him from Domingo Santana. I think that's one of the biggest reasons this defense has become one of the better defenses in baseball, kind of going from maybe middle of the pack last year to now one of the best defenses in baseball. Some of those numbers, I think, shed a lot of light on that. Braun sends it to left center and deep. Get up! Get up! Get out of here and go on again for Ryan Braun. He just hit another three run shot out of here. Time to catch up with the crew. Eric Sogart, go back to the beginning of this season. You didn't get off the start that you wanted, but you go back down to AAA, and it seems like you're swinging a better stick since you've come back up. Did you find something in Colorado Springs? Yeah, it was helpful to just go down there and really just get consistent ABs and get comfortable back in the box. And I think I did that down there. Um, since uh, coming back up, I've definitely been more comfortable, having better at bats, seeing pitches better, and it's definitely a successful trip down there. That's one of those things where I think a lot of people maybe overlook the, the difficulty of if you're not swinging it like you want to be and you're coming off the bench primarily, it's, it's hard to get that swing back, and then that's where that really came into play for you. Yeah, absolutely, and that was kind of the, one of the things that we looked at um, in that situation. Obviously, if I wasn't going to be able to get the opportunity as much up here, it's going to be tougher to find it. So be able to agree with the team and you know go down there and you know get those consistent ABs allowed you get that that feeling back a little quicker than you might uh, then just staying up here not playing very much how fun is it to be back with this group though now and and being a part of things again with a, a team that has the best record in the National League right now oh it's great we're having a lot of fun uh, playing some good ball and you know we we think we can keep it going we I don't think we've played our best ball yet so uh, you know exciting things to come when you say that where, where are the areas you think this team can still make big gains in as the summer rolls along? I think just consistency uh, throughout the season, really just 
keeping that game consistent throughout each day and um, you know we, we seem to have our highs and lows and but you know I think obviously that's part of a season but I think just uh, consistently doing the little things it's going to help us in the long run. We always talk about versatility a lot with you and with this team in general that's kind of a theme and something that Craig Council certainly has used to his advantage when he fills out the lineup card each and every day. It, 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 does that make it fun coming to the ballpark and not knowing one, if you're in the lineup, but two, where you might be. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's definitely one of the strengths of this team is uh, the number of guys who can play multiple positions. And I think uh, good teams need that. And, you know, it is exciting. You never know where you're going to be. It keeps you on your toes. And I think it keeps you more prepared and, and better, even at other positions when you're moving around and learning new skills at different positions. The depth of this team is something that has been a real strength, at least through the first half of the season. Is that something that stood out to you as well? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And that's since spring training. I mean, you you have so many guys who can play so many different positions and play them at such a high level. I mean, that's something that's rare for teams to have, and we're definitely uh, blessed to have that on our team. Where are you specifically locking in on in terms of your swing and, and your play right now that you want to take to the next level here in June? You know, just getting back to getting on base. Um, I think that's my strength when I'm able to, you know, get on base any way I can, whether it's walk or base hit or even bumper hit and, you know, let the big dogs behind me drive me in. Is it amazing to you that, you know, yeah, you were in the Padres organization, but you spent all this time with the A's, but you really seem like a National League player. Are you more comfortable in the National League? Yeah, and that's one thing when I was a free agent, that's one thing I definitely looked at is, you know, I spent my whole big league career up until – um, last year in the American League and you know I was always intrigued by the National League I'd have that versatility obviously the game is played a little differently in the National League and to be able to come off the bench play multiple positions definitely felt like it was the right fit for me well Eric we appreciate it thanks so much for giving us some time today all right thanks for having me checking in on the farm As we go down to the farm, we take a look at some of the real highlights through the last week in the Brewers minor league system. The Colorado Springs Sky Sox are 33-29 overall. Keon Broxton on Monday night went 2-4 for four with a double and a home run and three RBIs. That was certainly something really good to see from the crew. Freddie Peralta's been the guy that probably has grabbed the most headlines in AAA for the Brewers this year. He's now 6-1 of the 2.89 ERA. He has 79 strikeouts in 11 starts. He's 4-0 with a .84 ERA on the road with 49 strikeouts in six starts. He's been absolutely tremendous. Double-A Biloxi's having a great year. They're 38-26. Cody Medeiros had a night to remember on Monday. He went six innings. He allowed a run on four hits with a walk. Eight strikeouts for Cody Medeiros. He has been pitching very, very well this year. Three starts in June. He's 0-1 with a 2.65 ERA. 17 innings pitched and five earned runs. Here's the other cool thing for Cody Medeiros on Monday night. Collected his first career hit, and it was a grand slam in the top of the fifth inning. In fact, the Shuckers had two home runs in that inning. The other one was an inside-the-park home run from Jake Gatewood, who went two for four in that game. He hit his 13th home run of the season in that game on Monday night. Uh, Jake Gatewood has been absolutely tremendous for the Brewers farm system this year and he is a guy that is worth keeping an eye on. He's really hitting left-handed pitching. Eight extra base hits, a 351 average against left-handed pitchers so far this year. 
for Jake Gatewood. And of course, Keston Hira is up now in double A. We told you about that last week. He is continuing to have some good success at the plate through Monday's games. Hira was hitting 324 since getting moved up to double A. Class A advanced Carolina sitting at 29 and 33. Cam Regner has been the headliner for them. The left-hander, 6-3 of the 1-6-4 ERA. He is 4-1 of the 1-5-1 ERA and seven starts at home. And he has been named to the Carolina League All-Star Game. It's going to be Marcos Diplon. Keston Hira was named to it, but of course he's already in double A. Catcher Max McDowell, infielder Tucker Niehaus, and Cam Regner along with right-handed pitcher Trey Supak, who's also up already in double-A with Biloxi. So good representation for the Mudcats in the Carolina League All-Star Game. And in Class A Wisconsin, the Timber Rattlers, that young team starting to play some good baseball, 31-33 and 33 overall for the Timber Rattlers. Peyton Henry hit another home run on Monday night. It's been really good to see young Peyton Henry's development at the plate. It's been encouraging. And uh, this is a young man to keep an eye on in the Brewers system. Henry went two for four Monday night. His average is just under 300 now at 299. He has 22 driven on the year and five home runs. Very encouraging stuff from young Peyton Henry. That's going to do it for checking in on the farm. Let's see what's coming up. Here's what's on tap. Okay, here is what's coming up this weekend. It's going to be an action-packed Father's Day weekend at Miller Park. Brewers hosting the Phillies for three games. Friday at 7:10. That's a five-county Friday. 50% off tickets for all five-county residents. Saturday, that's a 3:10 start. That's pack at the park. Brewers Packers co-branded T-shirt, the special ticket package. Sunday the 17th, mini replica bullpen car giveaway. First 20,000 fans, courtesy of Quick Trip. You don't get a ride on the actual bullpen car with Brent Suter and Josh Hader and Jeremy Jefferson. So just. Just to clarify, kids ice cream Sunday as well on Sunday. Kids 1400 enjoy a free ice cream bar courtesy of Blue Ribbon Classics. And the kids run the bases presented by Aurora Healthcare. Kids 1400 can run the bases on the field after the game. Check out the complete schedule and reserve your tickets today at Brewers.com. That is going to do it for us and episode number 121 of Brewers on Tap. Thank you for joining us. We will talk to you again next week as the Brewers will be in Pittsburgh taking on the Pirates. I'm Lane Grindle.